0: So my wife and I, we have two children, Emily and Ethan, and I can remember with both children it, during those pregnancies, the, the anticipation and the excitement that just continued to build up the closer and closer that we got to their births. Our, our daughter Emily was our first child. And because she was our first child, everything was brand new to us, and so we wanted to make sure we did everything right, right? It happens like that with first children. You don't care as much with second children, (laughs) but we, we wanted to make sure we did everything right with our first child, right? And so we took parenting classes. We went out and we found the perfect crib for her room. We put that crib together. We put the clothes for her in the closet. We decorated the room. We wanted to make sure that we did everything that we could to plan and prepare for her to be born and for us to bring her home. But when she was being delivered that day that that we were in there for the delivery, the doctor determined that she needed to be delivered via C-section, and so the doctor whisked Sarah out of the room, and, and they put me in a side room as they prepped Sarah for surgery, and I felt like I was waiting in that side room for an eternity. And, and I just waited there, and, and soon they came and got me to, to bring me in to be with Sarah, but as I waited there, I, I thought, this isn't going at all how we planned. Right? We can make our plans. It didn't go at all how I planned. So we are in a season right now called Advent, and that word Advent means the coming. And so the season of Advent for us every year is a time for us to pause and to prepare our hearts as the anticipation and the expectation builds up the closer and closer we get to to the big celebration of Christ coming into this world when he was born into this world all those years ago. And so as we have been preparing our hearts this year. I've been asking our church on Sunday mornings to remember this truth, that Christ coming into this world to be the redemption for this world was always the plan. Christ coming into this world to be the redemption for this world was always the plan. There's never been a time in eternity where God thought to himself, well, this isn't going at all how I planned. There, there's never been a time in eternity that, that caught God off guard, where he was trying to figure out what he needed to do, where he was trying to figure out what next steps he was going to take. The unexpected has never happened to God, and this includes the fall of mankind. When Adam and Eve chose to walk in disobedience, when Adam and Eve sinned, this was not unexpected to God. Rather, even before God created this world, he knew exactly what was going to happen. He knew that mankind was going to sin. And so, even from the very beginning, God had a plan for our redemption. And that plan for redemption was and is Jesus Christ. And so, we're reminded once again that Christ coming into this world to be the redemption for this world was always the plan. And so over the last several weeks on Sunday mornings, as we've looked at scripture, we've been able to see how God began to reveal hints of his plan. In the very beginning, he began to reveal his plan to send the Messiah into this world. And then we saw through prophecy how God began to promise to send the Messiah into this world. But tonight, we're not gonna look at the promise. We're not gonna look at the plan. Tonight, we're actually gonna get to look at God providing the Messiah for us through Christ's birth. When Jesus was born as a baby all those years ago. And so I'm going to read to you right now Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 14. It says, In the same region shepherds were staying out in their fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David a Savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people. He favors. So as we look at this passage tonight and as we look at the provision of the Messiah for us, there's just three truths that I want you to walk away with tonight. First, the provision of Christ is good news. The provision of Christ is good news. Let's read the first part of verse 10 again. It says, but the angel said to them, don't be afraid for look, I proclaim to you good news. The provision of Christ is good news. Now, as we think about news that we receive, I think the level or the weight of the news determines the method by which the news is delivered. The weight of the news determines the method by which the the news is delivered. There's some news that we might just deliver via text message, like, hey, honey, I'm going to be late when I get home tonight, right? That's some news, but it doesn't really warrant an in-person visit. You can just send that via text message. But some news warrants, not a text, a a phone call. I think we kind of been trained to take phone calls a little more seriously. So my mom, she uh, she doesn't call me, or my mom calls me more often than my dad does. And so when when I see my dad calling me, that's kind of unexpected, and so I kind of have a panic moment. Does that happen to anybody else? You see someone's name on the caller ID, and you think, "Uh uh-oh, what's wrong? Right, what are they going to tell me? Right? We've been trained to take phone calls a little more seriously. So some news you can send via text message, some news you need to make a phone call, some news you need to deliver in person. So when when we we moved here last year in the summer of 2021, but we began talking to the search committee here in the spring of 2021, and so... When Sarah and I began to sense that God was, was probably going to move us, I took, I took Emily for a drive, and, and we decided we're going to let Emily in on this. And so I took Emily on this drive. I, I took her to Starbucks. We got her some coffee. Everything goes better with caffeine, right? And I told her, I know that we've lived here for 11 years. I know you've got friends. I know you've, you've got a church family here, but we believe that God is getting ready to move us. And so it gave her a chance to, to ask questions. It gave her a chance to, to process what we were talking about. Some news you just need to deliver in person. So some news you can, you can deliver via text message. Some news warrants a phone, phone call. Some news you need to deliver in person. But some news is so big, some news is so good that you need an angel to deliver this news. That's what we have in our passage tonight. This news is so big. This news is so good that God sends an angel to deliver this news. And I want you to understand this is good news because it is the news that the Savior had finally arrived. It is the news that the Savior had finally arrived. The Savior that had been planned The Savior that had been promised, the Savior that had been anticipated and expected, had been looked for for generation after generation, this Savior had finally arrived onto the scene. He was here. The wait was finally over. So I want you to understand, because Jesus has already come, we don't need to look for our Savior. We need to respond to our Savior. Because Jesus has already come, we don't need to wait for our Savior. We need to respond to our Savior. We talked about this on Sunday morning. But the reason Jesus came into this world wasn't to to be laid in a manger. The reason Jesus came was so that he could hang on a cross. And he came to hang on that cross for your sin and for my sin so that we could turn from our sin, so that we could turn to Jesus and receive forgiveness, salvation, and salvation. And life transformation and so because jesus has already come we don't need to wait for our savior we need to respond to our savior and so the question is is have you responded to our savior tonight have you responded yet and if not let this christmas be the christmas that you do respond to the savior don't wait respond to our savior this wasn't just any news that the angel was delivering this was the greatest news that has ever been delivered that Jesus Christ had come. So the provision of Christ is good news. Second, the provision of Christ brings great joy. Let's look at verse the, continue verse 10. It says, "But the angel said to them, "Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy. The provision of Christ brings great joy." Now, the joy that we're talking about really builds off of this news here because the joy is based off of this truth that the Savior had come. It it was a joy that was immediately experienced upon the birth of Jesus. And I want you to know it is a joy that you can immediately experience when you encounter Jesus as well. So let me pause right here and say this. To know Jesus today is to experience his joy today. To know Jesus today is to experience his joy today. Listen, when you recognize where you were before you you came to Christ, when you recognize who you were before you came to Christ, and when you recognize who you are now in Christ, you can't help but know and experience joy. I want you to understand, you, you don't have to have a, crazy testimony to know and experience this joy because really we all have in christ an extreme testimony you see i I think many times we think we have to have a testimony like maybe we were redeemed from from a life of drugs or or maybe we were a hardened criminal on the streets in the inner city we think you know what I, i don't have that great of a testimony but the reality is is that When we give our lives to Christ, when we come to Christ, we receive not a crazy testimony, but we receive an extreme testimony. You see, here's the reality. Apart from Christ, you were a sinner. Apart from Christ, you were separated from a holy God. Apart from Christ, you were destined for an eternity in hell. And so if you've given your life to Christ then all of that has been radically changed. If you've given your life to Christ, you don't have a crazy testimony. You have an extreme testimony because it is Christ and Christ alone that has saved you. It is Christ and Christ alone that has forgiven you. It is Christ and Christ alone that has brought you out of the depths of hell and into this saving relationship with God the Father. When we come to Christ, we don't don't receive a crazy testimony, but we, we do receive an extreme one. And so I say again, to know Jesus today is to experience joy today. Because when you remember who you were before Christ, when you remember where you were before Christ, and you see what God has done in your life now with his salvation and life transformation You can't help but know and experience this joy. And so the angel brought this message of good news and this good news brought joy. And I want you to know to those who experience this good news today also experience this joy. So the provision of Christ is good news. The provision of Christ brings great joy. Finally tonight, the provision of Christ is for you. We're going to finish off verse 10 now. It says, But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. The provision of Christ is for you. Now, as we think about the message that the angels brought and who they brought this message to, it really is quite interesting. But Because the angels didn't bring the message to kings. The angels didn't bring the message to the social elite or the really popular, the people that everybody loved, the angel brought this message to shepherds who were out in their field tending their flock. And really, shepherds were were not really accepted in their day. They were kind of outcasts because they were dirty, they were rugged, they probably stunk because they're out in the field, field all the time with their animals. And so they're not widely accepted people. They were kind of the social outcasts. But it's the shepherds that first learn this good news of great joy that the Savior had been born. And so what this should tell us is that this good news really is for what verse 10 tells us. It really is for all people. It's not just for the elite. It's not just for for the The people that this world would deem as important people. This good news really is for all people. And because this good news is for all people, I want you to understand the good news of Jesus is for you. Because this good news is for all people, the good news of Jesus is for you. It doesn't matter where you've come from tonight. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter if you're single, if you're married, if you're divorced. It doesn't matter if you feel like you have have it all together or if you feel like everything is falling apart. I want you to hear me. The good news of Jesus is for you because when Christ came into this world to go to the cross, he came into this world to die for you. So the good news of Jesus is for you. And God's greatest desire this Christmas season isn't for you to know Jesus as the baby. His greatest desire this Christmas season is for you to know Jesus as your Savior. So that this good news of great joy might change your life, not just for Christmas, but for all eternity. That your eternal destination, that, that all of your life here on this earth and beyond would be forever changed by Jesus Christ. That's God's greatest desire. The provision of Christ is good news. It brings great joy and it is for you. But now I want to bring you back to verse 9. In verse 9 we read, Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. I want you to think about this setting for just a minute. The shepherds, they were out in their field at night. Which means that they were out sitting In the darkness. And this is when the angel showed up. And glory shone around the angel. And and so what we see is this picture that when the angel showed up, the darkness was interrupted with light. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to invite the musicians forward. I'm going to invite the deacons to turn the lights off in the room. And we're going to spend just a moment in darkness together. As all the lights go off in the room, it's going to get a little bit dark in here. We'll still have a few lights on stage. But it's going to go dark in the room. And as it gets dark in this room, I want you to think about this year that's coming to a close. And I would ask you, what darkness have you experienced in this year? Have you experienced the darkness of losing a loved one? Maybe the darkness of losing a job? Have you experienced the darkness of a a broken home? Maybe the darkness of an addiction. Maybe you've experienced the darkness uh, of, of just sin and shame in your life. What darkness have you experienced? And I want you to hear me. Jesus has come to interrupt the darkness with light. In fact, John 8, 12 says, Jesus said, I am the light of the world Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. You see, when we have the presence of Jesus in our lives, there is not a single darkness in this world or in our lives that cannot be overcome by Jesus. And so in him, we have the assurance that we never have to walk in darkness again. Jesus has come to interrupt the darkness with light. So in John 8:12, Jesus says, "I am the light of the world." But in Matthew 5:14, speaking of the disciples, Jesus said, "You are the light of the world." You see, as Jesus interrupts the darkness in our lives, and He calls us to do the same, as He places His light into our lives through salvation, then we are called to take His light into the darkness, and we are called to shine in the darkness. We are called to also interrupt the darkness with light. So that's what we're going to do right now. I'm going to invite Palmer and Becky forward. And I'm going to light my candle right now from the Christ candle. And then I'm going to light Palmer's candle and Becky's candle. And then we're going to go through this room and we're going to light all of your candles. And if your kids have glow sticks, y'all can start breaking those glow sticks for them. And in the darkness tonight, we are going to interrupt this darkness with light. Thanks for listening to our weekly message podcast. At the end of every service, I offer an invitation to respond, and I'd like to invite you to respond today. If you'd like to make Jesus Christ your Lord, or if you'd like information about membership here at First Baptist Stockdale, then head on over to fbcstockdale.org respond. Your response will come directly to me, and I'll follow up with you this week. God bless you, and have a great week.